Hi, I'm Lisa Moore, one of the pastors here at GT Church in Victoria, BC. Welcome to our podcast. All of the content you'll find here is meant to point you to Jesus and to encourage you in your journey wherever you're at. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, everybody. I am so glad to be with you today on the last Sunday of our Everyday Series. And today we're going to talk about life. We're going to talk about the idea of life that Jesus presents to us in the Bible. And so you might be a little nervous because I'm a mom and I'm going to be talking to you about life. And you might be thinking something different, but we're not going to have that kind of life talk today that I sometimes have to have with my children about the birds and the bees and things like that. We're going to have a life talk about what Jesus has to teach us through the scripture, specifically in John 14.6. It's been our key verse this whole time. So I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But I want to ask you first, how many times have you used the phrase, that's life? You know, I think we use it with our kids a lot. Andy and I have been talking about it. We use it with them when, you know, something happens, it's not ideal for them. It's like you overslept or you got out of bed and you stepped in dog poo. Just saying, that has happened at our house. Or you slipped down the front stairs because they're icy. Or you're doing your paper route and all your papers got rained on. Um, Maybe as an adult, you get a phone call that your child is sick at school and you have to go pick them up. That's life. Maybe you forgot to pay your parking ticket and now it is tripled. We say, that's life, right? It always has this sort of negative connotation about that's life. But I just really believe that today Jesus has something for us. It's so much more than that. It's positive. It's life-giving. It's going to encourage your soul. And so let's take a look at our key verse in John 14, 6, that we've been working through this whole time. It's a familiar verse. It's a verse you know about, but I'm going to read it to you again one final time. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's simple, but it is so profound. And we've been going through this verse already. We've talked about the way. Pastor Lucas had a great message about Jesus being the way. Pastor Adam talked about Jesus being truth for us. And today, we're going to get to life. You know, when I look at this verse, when I started just meditating on it, the first thing that jumped out to me was the word the. And that might seem kind of funny to you, but, but it's just that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. It's not a life or a a way to God. It's the way. He doesn't just give us a truth. He gives us, he is the truth. And the same with the life. He doesn't just give us a life, a life that anybody could have, that anybody could find anywhere. He says, I am the life. And so I want to take a look at this word for life. And and you, uh, you know that often in the scriptures, there's more than one Greek word for an English word that we use. And that's the same case with this. And so the word life, we see it all the time in the Bible, and there's two different Greek words that are used in the New Testament for the word life. And so um, I'm going to have them pop up on the screen here. The first one that sometimes we see, that's probably the one we'd think of first, is a word called suke, and that's our common physical life. Every living, breathing person or thing on earth has suke life, and so that's just the fact that you're alive. So it's special, but, but this is not what Jesus is talking about. Matthew 6.25 is an example of using the suke word for life, where Jesus says, don't worry about your life, about what you'll eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. That's suke. That's just your, your physical life. Now, the word we're going to focus on today is so much bigger, so much different than that word, and it's a, it is a Greek word called zoe. 
And so here's what Zoe life means. It means real and genuine life, an active and vigorous life, devoted to God and blessed in this world and also to last forever. You know, Zoe is a totally different concept than suke. It's a whole other ballpark. And so this is the definition that we're going to work with. And I want you to get this into your heart and see that, that this is so much more than just living and breathing. And this is what Jesus talks about in John. Actually, he uses it 36 times in the book of John, or it's used 36 times. We're going to look at a few of them in just a moment. But one verse in particular in John 10.10 gives us a really great example of what this embodies, what this Zoe word means. And here's John 10.10 coming up now. The thief comes, this is Jesus' words, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And so he talks about the thief and then he opposes the thief with himself by saying, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And so this is Zoe life. This captures the essence of it, this idea of life to the full. Zoe is about abundance. It's about overflowing. It's the absolute fullness of life which can only be found in God through Jesus. And so let's take a look at a few other places. We're not going to look at all 36. Relax. We're going to look at a few where you can just start to get an idea. Now that you know what Zoe means, when you see it in these scriptures, just imagine that meaning in all of these different scriptures, okay? Because that's what Jesus meant when he said, or when John said these things. Interchangeably, they use them. So let's go through a couple. John 1 verse 4. In him was life. Zoe, and that life was the light of all mankind. John 3.36, whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. That's also Zoe life. John 6.35, I'm the bread of life, Jesus says. Zoe. John 11.25, I'm the resurrection and the life. This is a great verse. Andy's going to get to this one next week on Easter. Such a good message for you. John 20.31, but these are written to you that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life, Zoe, in his name. So in some of these scriptures, you can see, you can start to see that there's two aspects to Zoe. There's eternal life that's found only through Jesus because he's the way, right? He's the way to God, the only way to God. And then there's the abundance and fullness of life that we get to enjoy here on earth. So Zoe encapsulates both of those. You know, everybody has a first step in their spiritual journey. We're a church that's all about next steps. And we believe that, that everyone has steps. There's hundreds, maybe thousands of different steps that people can take. But everybody has the exact same first step. And that first step is Zoe life, eternal life through Jesus. Accepting Jesus into your heart and allowing him to be your savior is every person's first step on their spiritual journey. And you know, we've been sharing stories through this series and, and it's been exciting to hear that despite the narrative of the last year that we've heard in the news, there is a narrative going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain, so to speak, uh, a spiritual narrative of what God has been doing in people's lives and in people's hearts. And we wanted to share those stories with you because sometimes you don't hear them. And when you open the news, you certainly don't see them. And so today I want to share the story of a friend of ours, a friend of GT's that we've been journeying with through the last couple of months. And it's such an encouraging story of life and transformation. And it's the story of my friend named Arash. Uh, Arash is an Iranian man who lived in Iran and um, was an Islamic background, but he was searching. He was searching for truth. 
He was searching for the way, and he wasn't sure that he had found it. And so he began to search and to discover Christianity. His journey led him to Vancouver um, about three months ago. And when he got there, a friend gave him a Bible in his native Persian language, and he began to read it. He began to discover truth about Christ, about Christianity that was found in the Bible. And um, early February, he made his way to Victoria because his brother actually lives here. And what happened then is really incredible, and it's where our story intersects with his. And, and he said to his brother, who's not a Christian, he said, I want to discover Jesus. I want to find out about Christianity, and I want to convert to Christianity. So I want you to help me find someone, because I don't speak English. Find someone that can help me do that. So his brother Googled churches in Victoria, and guess which one he came up with? He found GT Church. We go to a lot of effort, actually, to make sure that when people search for churches, they find us because we want to help them find life. And so his brother phoned our office, and, and this is a man who's not a Christian, and said, my brother wants to convert to Christianity. Can he speak to a priest? And so, um, you know, the best priest that we know is Pastor Nilo. <laughs> I'm just kidding when I say that because he's not a priest, but, but he loves Jesus and he loves helping people meet Jesus. It's the passion of his life. And so we connected Arash and his brother to Pastor Nilo and they had a meeting. And in that very first meeting, Arash accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior, as the way, the truth, and the life. Pastor Nilo got to pray a prayer of salvation with him, and he was over the moon about it. They decided to keep on meeting with another friend who has a background um, in Islamic nations and was able to help translate and spread the gospel to him. And on their second meeting, Arash said, I want to be baptized in water. Now, I need you to understand that for a person that comes from an Islamic background, To accept Jesus is a very bold statement. They have to turn their back on much more than their religion, but on their family, on their past, on the place that they came from. But to make the choice to be baptized is a whole other level. It seals the deal for them. It actually puts his life in danger if he were to ever go back. And so we had a video of his baptism, and I wanted to show it to you. But because of the fact that we need to be so careful um, with his story and his identity, um, we can't show you that. But I wanted to be able to share this story with you. And in fact, he, he wanted to be able to share the story with you. And so I have a translated short version of, of just a snippet of his story that he wanted to share with you. And so I'm going to do it on his behalf. And here's what he says about how he found his search for life and how it ended in finding Jesus. He said, when I was in Islam, I was wondering if there were other religions that are better than this religion. When I started looking into Christianity, I came to the conclusion that this is the best religion in the world because of the following. First, it was Jesus Christ who died for the sins of others, even people that he didn't know yet. I love that. Second, the miracles of Jesus proved to me that he is a perfect sign from God. Through Jesus Christ, we know that we will all go to heaven as long as we're committed to the book, he said, the Bible, and his commandments. The commandments are simple. Love the Lord and love others. Arash is starting to get it already. He already understands the message of Jesus. And then he finishes by saying, Since my baptism, I have had a very good feeling that all my sins are forgiven and that I have a new life. He's found Zoe life, friends. I know that I'm saved from my previous life, and I'm so happy to get to know all of you, and I'm so thankful. I love you all, and I'm praying for you. 
Isn't that incredible? Can you sense the Zoe life is rising up in him and seeing that, that the truth of Jesus is taking root in his heart and his life and it's completely transformed him. He said goodbye to his previous life and he's on a new journey with Jesus. And it is so incredible, so beautiful. And we just wanted to share that with you to encourage you. Arash discovered that Jesus was the way to get to God, the truth that he was seeking. And when he found Jesus, he found Zoe life. And he's just one of hundreds of stories that even over the last year through COVID of people who found life in Jesus. And I hope you feel encouraged by that, that, that there's a narrative that the media is telling you, and it's not very encouraging, but God is on the move. God is working. He's bringing life to people in Jesus' name, and we get to be a part of that. And so for all of us, that's our first step, that Zoe life of making a connection with Jesus so he is our way to God. That's everyone's first step. But for many of us, we already have eternal Zoe life. We've accepted Jesus. We have that secured. And so what about life on earth? What does that mean for us? What does Zoe mean for us now as we're walking out our faith on earth? I wonder if we're living a common life when we actually have access to a Zoe life. Because, you know, we can be a Christian and, and not be accessing the Zoe life that Jesus offers to us. We can still be people that are trying to just make a good living and raise good kids and, you know, have enough money for maybe a hot holiday once a year in Jesus' name. Someday we'll travel again. But, you know, just doing the nice things and going to parent-teacher interviews and just being a good person. But Jesus offers us a whole other paradigm, friends. He offers us Zoe. And I want us to take hold of that today. It's not just suke life now and Zoe in heaven. If you'll let me use the Greek words again. It's not just common life now and Zoe in heaven. He's offering us Zoe life on earth. And he gives us access to all the abundance, all the extra things that we need so our life can be blessed. And you know, it's not just about being saved from hell. But it's about eternal joy, eternal peace, and blessing that starts now on earth. You know, as I was thinking about this concept, I was reminded of a story in John chapter 4, earlier in this book, where Jesus meets a Samaritan woman at the well. And, and she asks him to help her get some water to drink. And he says to her, I have water for you, but it's not this water. It's living water. He offers himself to her as living water. So he was giving a, a paradox of what you're looking for is something that's physical, but I have something to offer you that's so much more than that. It's spiritual. And it's the same idea with these two types of life, same message, different analogy. Um, we talk about water or living water in the same way we can talk about life, suke, common everyday life, or Zoe life. It's a whole different ball game. It's not just reserved for heaven, and it's something that's abundant and overflowing that Jesus offers us now. So you and I have a choice. What kind of life do we want to live? Do we believe that Jesus offers us more than daily life, more than just getting up, checking our emails, checking our phone, making breakfast, walking the dog, go to work, check your emails, pay the bills, do the laundry, do it all again? It has to be more than that, and I want my life to be about more than that. So I just want to briefly talk about how we could unlock Zoe life in this life on earth. So let's look at a couple, of, a couple of really brief things that we can do as we long for and ask for God for Zoe life. So the first thing is exactly that, long for it. Recognize that suke life isn't enough. 
recognize that there's an unsatisfaction in me and I want more in my life. I'm going to pray for it. I'm going to ask God for it. And, and as you do that, you can trust that God's going to start to unlock that for you and open your eyes to the fact that, that Zoe life has already been given to you. It's actually all around you. It's something that you already have access to through Jesus. And so ask God to open your eyes. Ask God to create a longing in your heart for it. And as you do, you're going to start to see it around you. The second, the second thing we can do is we can feed it. We can cultivate it in our life. You know, when you cultivate something in, in a field, it's through labor, it's through attention, careful attention, it's through training. We need to start to look for God everywhere. We can start to look for him in everything we do, in every person we interact with, asking God to open our eyes. We need to start to feed the spiritual part of us through worship, through getting in the word of God, because it's going to feed that spiritual life in us. We can be people that are generous and they make our lives about others. And I think a really important part of this about feeding and cultivating that life in us is asking the question, who's around me? Not only who's around me that I can serve, but who's around me that's going to spur me on, that's going to encourage me, that's going to help develop Zoe life in me. So look at your circle. Look at who's around you and ask if they're helping to feed that in you. The third thing, the last thing I think we can do is we can recognize that this is about overflow. This is all about overflow. And so we can ask for more. You can start every day with a posture that you want all that God has for you today. And when it's full, when God fills you up, then more just gets poured in. It's like a glass of water that's overflowing, right? The water fills it and it starts to pour over. There's always more. And the more is for all the people around you. So you get all the blessing that you need to live this life on earth and you get more than enough for other people. Do you trust that there's more? There's more depth. There's more room to grow. There's more to learn. There's more people to serve and love. And there's more than enough joy and peace and blessing for your life and for those around you. That's what Zoe means. That's what Zoe does. You know, I just want to, as I begin to wrap up, tell you another story about another friend that I have. And I'm going to call her Tara. We're using using different names today to just be careful, but... um, She's someone that you want to get around. She's a person that exudes joy and faith. And God's developed a deep well in her of of faith um, over the years as she's allowed him to water it in her life. And, And now it's producing a beautiful harvest, an abundance and an overflow that spills over into others. You know, God's walked with her through many challenges and her life has not been perfect. It's not been easy, but God's been so faithful to her and she's allowed him to water and fertilize and cultivate that faith in her life. And so she is a person that overflows and she lives with this, look what God has done kind of attitude and, and see what God's going to do. Let's see what God's going to do. That's her spirit. And I can tell you it's contagious. She increases my faith and my joy every time I get around her just from being around her. And it's not fake. I know it's real because I know her life isn't perfect, but she allows God to fill her with what she needs every day. And then there's more than enough to be a blessing to others. So I see that abundance in her. I see it in many people around me and it is so contagious. It's something that I just want to get in on because it's Zoe and it's what God offers us and it's good. First Timothy 619, Paul writes a, a beautiful verse that says talks about taking hold of the life that's truly life guess what word he uses there (laughs) you know it's zoe 
I want to go after that, that life that's truly life that's found in Jesus. Imagine as a church if we lived this way. You know, our circumstances wouldn't change, but our perspective would. Imagine if each of us lived with a purpose and a meaning and a vitality that overflowed to everyone around us, that grounded us in faith, and that affected all the people around us, because that's what God designed for us. I just want to close with uh, a little analogy. I have, I have an apple seed in here from my apple this morning. A little tiny seed. You probably can't even see it, but you know what an apple seed is. And You know, I just thought about the potential of a seed. And if this was your life, I want my life to be a seed that matters, that grows into something that matters. And so a seed like this, I could plant it in the ground. And and if it was a different kind of seed, maybe same size, same look, little brown seed, I could plant it in the ground. And it could produce just a little flower that's cute and pretty and that, you know, sort of withers if it gets scorched by the sun or starts to fade if I don't if I don't water it enough and it produces just a little flower on my front porch and and it's an annual and so at the end of the year the flower dies and it's gone so it was nice while it lasted didn't have a lot of meaning or value (laughs) but it was a pretty little flower the same kind of seed the same size of seed this apple seed I could plant this in my backyard and it could create a tree that is so large and so abundant that it's going to feed my family. In fact, I have an apple tree like this in my backyard, and that's what made me think of this, is this one seed can produce a tree that's so abundant that I actually can't harvest all the fruit. It provides so much shade for us that on hot, sunny days, we can sit shaded on our patio and enjoy the weather. And this tree was there before we moved into the house, and it's probably going to be there after we leave our house because the tree lasts for generations. It has legacy. It has fruit. It provides shade and blessing. And so one seed has the potential to just be a little plant of no significance or something so significant that has legacy and has fruit. And it's the same with your life. It's the same as what God offers every one of us. We have the capacity in us to have that kind of blessing, that kind of abundance, and that kind of legacy because God's put it there. He's put that seed in you. Zoe life has been planted in you as soon as you connected your life to Jesus. And I just want to encourage you today, would you take hold of it? So no longer do we need to be people that walk around saying, well, kids, that's life. But we can start to be people that say, that's life. That's Zoe. Let me pray for you today as we finish up. Jesus, we are so grateful for the gift of life that you have offered us through your sacrifice. And as we lead up to Easter, we think about all that you have done for us. We think about the fact that you are the resurrection and the life and that you've given us access to the Father and given us eternal life through you, Jesus. And so we say thank you. We could never earn that and we could never deserve it. And we thank you, Lord, that there's even more for us to access than just a reward in heaven but there's blessing on earth, there's peace abundant, there's joy overflowing, and there's just a spirit that can be contagious to all those around us. And so we as a church want to access that Zoe life. And so I just pray a blessing over every person who's listening to this message today. God, would you touch them? Would you give them the capacity to see what you've already given them? 
would you give them a spirit of hope rising up within them that there's more for them than they've ever accessed before and even if they're living in abundance and overflow lord would there just be continually more and more just like your word describes the fullness of life the abundance of life we want to live in that blessing we want to be a blessing to others and we want our lives on earth to point back to the glory and goodness of god and so i just pray that you would open our eyes Reveal the blessing that you've given us access to all around us, God, and make us be a people who are blessed so we can bless others. We love you, Jesus. We could never thank you for this gift, but we receive it with grateful hearts. Use us. In your name we pray. Amen.